This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Oh, I am looking forward to today's show, and I'm so glad you tuned in today to listen and join in the fun. We've got Sam actually is a is is like a co-host this time. It's it's a unique situation, Sam. But yeah, I'm actually live in the studio. Normally, when you're talking first, I'm on sabbatical somewhere, according to you guys. You know, <laughs> and, you know, at the beach or whatever. Yeah, but no, I'm here today. I just got a bit of a headache, so Robbie's bailing me out. No, I'm. I'm still looking forward to it, even though I've got Harold, I've got Darren, I've got Andy, and we've got a, just a, I hope you enjoy this topic as much as I am looking forward to talking about it. I heard in a, a John Eldridge podcast, Ransom Hard podcast, which as you might imagine is one of our favorites, he, he, he made a comment just kind of offhand, and I just went there. Like he said, well, you know, the father's just intensely interested in what you're interested in. And I thought, wow, that's true, man. I mean, like, if I'm out there fly fishing, I mean, he knows the difference between, like, an Adams and and, and he knows what a size 14 hook is. <laughs> oh, I bet he made those brook trout that look so beautiful. You know, you know I never get to think about it. But, if, but, you know, if you're Harold and you're into computer, you know, programming and you're looking at a line of code, you know, God's all into those X, X's and O's, isn't he? He gave the ability. It wasn't something that I came up with. It was just innate. I think it was a God-given gift that enabled me to write what I thought was good code, meaning using the fewest number of instructions to accomplish the most accurate solution to the problem. But it was fun. Absolutely. Now, it's hard to picture that in his face, right? <laughs> <laughs> But, but in 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 his world, I know I know Harold. This was a delight. I mean, it was a delight of the heart when you saw good code do what good code was supposed to do, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. and, and and it's kind of a beautiful thing. And and Sam, you know, as soon as I gave you this topic, you immediately jumped to this clip. Yeah, it's it's one um, from a um, a movie called Imagine That with Eddie Murphy in which he plays a father that's kind of put his, his work ahead of his daughter, you know, and, and some disruptions come into his life, as we talked about, so often God does, puts a disruption and takes him back to a healthier place in, on the journey with his daughter. But where we pick up this clip, his daughter and him are playing a game. They're looking at some picture or a picture that she's drawing, and she shares with him that she's concerned about an upcoming singing thing at school and her ability to do it. And as a father, what's really cool is he recognizes that this is something her heart desires and listen to how he goes after it. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Don't no. hog the picture now. How are you going to hog the picture? Wait. The picture's not right unless daddy's in the picture. <laughs> that's magic. Daddy, I'm scared about the fall thing on Saturday. What are you afraid of? Your mother told me you were excited about it. Well, everybody has a solo, and mine is on the last song, and I started. 
So if I mess up, the whole entire song is wrecked. What makes you think you're gonna mess up? I can't sing. What do you mean you can't sing? I can't. Yes, you can. Where's the song you're gonna sing? Let me see. I'll put it to the right page. What song yeah, do you need? This page. All right. All you need is love. I'll catch a good one. It's the Beatles. Tell you what. Here's what you do. Come over here. I'm gonna get you on stage here. This is the stage now. No, no, you're gonna get on stage, and I'm gonna be in the audience. It's gonna be just like you're at the play. I'm all the people in the audience. I came to see the show. We all like, ooh, this is great. Well, I can't wait to see this. Who's in this show? Well, who's that? I wonder if she can sing. All right, now you gotta get ready now. So you gotta get ready to see because everybody's watching. Everybody's watching. Now you gotta say, there's nothing you can do that can't be done. I can't. Yes, you can. There's nothing you can do that can't be done. Nothing you can do that can't be done. But here's how you're singing it. You say it, and then you take the last word and just stretch it out. Say, there's nothing you can do that can't be done. There's nothing you can do that can't be done. Nah, I didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing you can do that can't be done. There's nothing you can do that can't be done. Yeah, all right. Now, here's the second line. There's nothing you can sing that can't be sung. There's nothing you can sing that can't be sung. Then we go higher now. There's nothing you can sing that can't be sung. There's nothing you can sing that can't be sung. A little higher though. Higher, higher. Nothing you can sing, they can't be sung. Oh, my baby sound like Minnie Ripperton. Okay, let's drop it low. Let's do it like a frog. Daddy, you're just doing what I did to you. Yeah, that's right. I'm doing what you did to me. Now let's try. See, you're doing it. Okay, listen. Okay, here's the next one. There's nothing you can say, but you can learn how to play the game. It's easy. And nothing you can say but can learn how to play the game. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. Ah, that's it. That's it. You're singing. Take a bow. Oh, she was wonderful. You going to the top. She going to the top. Sam, it, it's fascinating to me. We, we've used that clip, but on a, from a completely different angle on how a good father would enter into their child's life, but we never thought about it this way. No, we really haven't. You know, I was thinking about this as we talked about this topic last week. You know, I, I ended up at a, a band competition this uh, weekend. It was an 18 and a half hour day. Um, my son spent most of that time. I just got to be around it. But, you know, for me... Uh, band is not what makes my heart come alive, but as a father watching a son who that is what makes his heart come alive, man, it makes my heart come alive for him. You know, and I think about that and I think about our Heavenly Father and just all the things that, you know, we do that, you know, that are good things. They're not necessarily church things per se, per se. you know, it's fishing or some of that. And God gets excited for us, for our passions for our hearts. And I think it's really cool that, you know, he loves us so much. You know, when we talk to guys about entering into their kid's world, well, you know, we don't really come up with that. We just see God doing that in our world. Yeah. And Darren, for you, this topic has something to do with Christmas morning. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, so uh, I've spent a good amount of time working with younger guys, and uh, a lot of times I see younger guys who are passionate about Jesus and passionate about helping others, and they're excited, and they, they want to do something great, and they get this idea, this is what I want to do, and then they begin to struggle with, well, what does God want me to do? 
because they they somehow or another begin to feel like, well, if I do what I want to do, that might not be what God wants me to do. And while there's thousands of things that God wants me to do, obviously, there are also things that I want to do that God says, yeah, go for it. And the reason is, is because he created us. He knows what he created us for. He knows how he created us. He knows the, you know, everything about us. And so he knows those things that are very, very close to our heart or the types of things that would become close to our heart. And he creates us for that. And so it's, it's as if, you know, you're a father and, and you ask your child, well, what do you want for Christmas? And your child says, well, dad, I, you know, I just want what you want for me, dad. I don't, I don't, you know, I, I don't really have a desire here. I just want whatever you want for me. Well, what dad in their right mind would be excited about that answer? No, we want our child to go, oh, dad, I, man, I've been wanting a new crossbow or I, I want a new shotgun or, or I, I, you know, I'd love to have a Z28. I mean, you know, and whether or not you can give your child those things for Christmas is not the issue. The issue is, if your child had no desire outside of just pleasing you, you would think that might be something wrong. And while it's good to have the desire to please God and to, and to have from him what he wants to give me, there's absolutely nothing wrong and there's everything right with me saying to him, but I also want this. And he's excited to give it just like, you know, Sam was talking about. Andy, you know, and I think of in your story just this year, right, that you had a desire to go to some places, but you you, you kind of turned it on it. Like, was he, do you think he was interested in taking you to Israel with him? Yeah, I believe it was him. Um, just kind of the way some of that, those travels came came down is, is, and I looked in this calendar or schedule with work and what's going on. I was like, oh, I can go there. I've always kind of done that. I kind of always did it independent of God, but in the last few years, I've been blessed with quite a few travels. And, you know, I was like, you know, I'm going to see all this beautiful creation. And that's something God put in my heart a few years back when I kind of got serious with the boot camps and all. It kind of takes you back to, you know, the beauty of his creation is a core thing that we need as individuals to really uh, connect with. So on these trips, uh, took a trip early in the year to Yosemite, and then I went to France and was able to kind of experience Normandy some, and I'd always wanted to do that and have an appreciation for what went on there and, and D-Day. And then, you know, I did get to go to Israel. My company's from there. So in each one of those, there were, were, were a unique experience with him, and each one of them I was able to really just get some time with him. And, you know, some of the, the, the thing at Yosemite, I mean, it was like he was right there. I don't know how to explain it, but there was all, all kinds of confirmations and stuff along the trip. And it was like it wasn't just me and him. It was us, and it was, you know, it was just unique. So I don't know how to explain it. And you're looking at something. Mm-hmm. Can you take us kind of there? What were you looking at, and could you sense God was going, look at this, man. Look, look, Andy, look, look. So this is going to sound crazy. There's t- two things that happened in Yosemite that there was more than that. But one of them was I had seen this thing about, where these pine trees or cedar trees would release pollen all the same pollen all at the same time and it looked like a big cloud of pollen. I'd seen it on a documentary. 
Well, I'm sitting up there with one of the most beautiful uh, views looking down in the Yosemite Valley and happened to see this and, and this cloud. And it was like this gift to me because it doesn't happen often. And it was just one of those things. I wouldn't have known what it was if I hadn't have seen, you know, that. So, I mean, it was just stuff like that. There was another thing where I was walking through the meadow and this bird would not leave me alone. They were going nuts. And it was almost like he was just getting my attention about with this bird and i maybe i was getting close to a nest and it was protecting it but it hovered over me for probably 50 yards or so just a really cool thing and then there was some other things a church i visited there Uh, when stuff like that happens it's beyond cool i I remember i went fishing with my granddaughter Mm -hmm. and my daughter on in colorado and we stepped Mm -hmm. down into the stream and when we did for the first time i'd ever seen it in my life it was a whole flock of hummingbirds not like like Two, I mean, like a hundred hummingbirds, <laughs> like Hummer. I was like, oh my goodness! And then I just looked up and I said, that's pretty cool, God. I didn't like, I've never seen anything quite like that. So we got more of how God is terribly interested in what you're interested in coming up. But by all means, try out our new website and what the boot camp is now at masculinejourney.org. Robbie Dillmore here, and the Truth Network podcasts have helped make my pillow the company it is today. And now Mike Lindell, who, by the way, I've met and is a great guy, the inventor and CEO of my pillow, wants to give back to our listeners. For the first time, you can get deep discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Who never thought that my dream job would be selling my pillows? <laughs> Maybe you're getting tired of these sleeping jokes, but you can get deep discounts on my pillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, the body pillow is regularly $89.99, but with a promo code GETTRUTH, it's only $29.99. Remember, all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all my pillow products, including the body pillow for only $29.99. Enter promo code GETTRUTH or call 800-942-9613 for these great radio specials. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. What God does at Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. When I first got here, I was kind of closed off. Didn't really want to talk to anybody because I thought it was stupid. I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like each person who spoke kind of chipped away at this feeling I was having and chipped away at this mask I was hiding behind. I've never heard anybody speak about God and Jesus and the way we're supposed to feel like you guys have this weekend. Coming November 7th through the 10th, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and register today. You know, that's something that we all know in our brain. <laughs> Why is it so hard to get it into our heart? I just, just, just like, there it is. I know you delighted me 
But you know, he sends a flock of hummingbirds. I mean, not just like a but like all those hummingbirds. And and you're like, okay, 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 I get it. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of it is we know us. <laughs> I mean, we know what we think. We know what you know we've done or what we do, and the times that we've slipped up. And you know, the enemy wants us, gets us to believe that that's how God sees us, that that's our identity. You know, and those are things that we need to repent from and all those things that we need to go do and, and to learn from, but that's not how God sees us, hmm. right? I mean, he sees us as his children. You know, those sins were already paid for. You know, he wants us to deal with them so they don't trip us up and hmm. don't cause us to go places we shouldn't go, but that doesn't affect how he sees us. And I think that's what makes that song so hard is we're so used to seeing ourselves from the lens of the enemy as he keeps telling us those things. And for me, I got to picture this as a child. Um, my father loved to take me fishing. I mean, he loved to take me fishing. And I loved to go fishing with him. And so I, I developed this love for that. And it always... <laughs> Oops. <laughs> well, you can see it right there. Too fresh. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, uh, when as soon as we talked about this topic, everybody said, Robbie, you've got to use the River Run Through It clip. Yeah. And uh, I've used them a lot at boot camp, but if you're just listening, you're wondering, well, gee, Robbie, what's going on? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I lost my father in March, so I'll get to it in a minute. But anyway... So as I was actually looking at this clip, I was just like, wow. You know, there's two things in it. Number one, the father's instruction. And if your father showed you how to tie a hook, and, and, and I, 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 it breaks my heart for those who didn't have that. But I, I got to enjoy that. And I know that our Heavenly Father's been teaching us stuff like that. He's been teaching us to cast. He's been teaching us things like that, but he also is teaching us things about language. And that's the thing I love about this clip is, is I kind of made it up of several things that happened within that movie that the father's teaching his son how to write. And, and I know Harold loves this part because he, he teaches him about thrift. And, and if you write commercials for a radio station, you're always going from 30s, I mean, from 60 cent commercials to 30s. And so that kind of impacted me too, is like, oh my goodness. You know, it's interesting how God is just so, it's just a beautiful thing that God is interested in all these things that his son was interested in, and in this particular picture is a picture of that. So my brother and I learned to cast Presbyterian style on a metronome. He began each session with the same instruction. Casting is an art that is performed on a four-count rhythm between 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock. If he had had his way, nobody who did not know how to catch a fish would be allowed to disgrace a fish by catching it. <laughs> so it was with my formal education as well. Each weekday while my father worked on his Sunday sermon, I attended the school of the Reverend McLean. He taught nothing but reading and writing, and, being a Scot, believed that the art of writing lay in thrift. Half as long.
So while my friends spent their days at Missoula Elementary, I stayed home and learned to write the American language. Again, half as long. Good. Now throw it away. I then saw something remarkable. For the first time, Paul broke free of our father's instruction into a rhythm all his own. Okay. I'd say the Lord has blessed us all today. It's just that he's been particularly good to me. <laughs> you, you are a fine fisherman. Only need three more years before I can think like a fish. You're already thinking like a dead stonefly. <laughs> pictures. Oh, there's pictures. Uh, so, Darren, one of the things that I just, that's, and I know Andy agrees with me wholeheartedly on this too, it's just a beautiful thing where this really speaks to what we're talking about, that God, or this man's father taught Paul how to fish. Mm-hmm. But then he loved it when he broke into his own. In other words, mm-hmm. once he'd had the instruction, whatever, then he got to create the next step. And and you could see their delight, both the brother and the father, in what now was this new creation. Yeah, I, you know, as a uh, as a father, as a preacher, as a youth minister, over the years, there was nothing quite so cool as hearing from one of the people that you had invested time in and effort in and teaching in for them to repeat back to you something maybe that you had taught them with a new twist on it. Um, it, it might even be them calling you out, you know, when, when you do something that's stupid and they go, no, wait a minute, you taught me better than that, you know, and uh, – and them calling you out in such a way, I, I can remember when my son did that when he was like 14, and um, you know I had taught him how to treat people and how to love on people correctly, and or I thought I had, and then I said something pretty mean about somebody once, and he respectfully paused and he said, "Dad, you taught me better than that. Now you know that's wrong." And I was dumbfounded at first, very convicted, obviously, and immediately just was very thankful to God that, okay, he got it. He got it. And then basically said, okay, you're still my son, and I appreciate it if you would, would you know, correct me in respect as you just did, but you now are also my brother in Christ. And so you have every... Um, right to speak to me both as a father or as a brother and and you've earned the right to to even rebuke me and correct me and so it's a little bit different than that but it's so cool when you've taught somebody how to do something to watch them take it and and be even better with it you know or different and in their own flair the way god created them to be absolutely um Thank you. That that was really good, uh, Harold. Uh, scripturally, right? Because we want to ground things back to scripture. 
what's the scripture that you quoted earlier from Psalm? My wife's favorite verse, Psalm 37.4. Light yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Yeah, and and that goes to that whole concept of, you know, there's been the discussion of, is that because he's the one that gives you that desire, or is it because he knows how he created you and the desire is is now coming from something he created? Well, the answer is yes in both <laughs> cases, right? I mean, it, it may very well be a desire he gave you um, that you're just now discovering. And so how cool is it? You know, if you think about how you are as a father, you've been trying to teach your son or your daughter this for so long, or or maybe a young person at work that you're mentoring, and then they get it. And so when we think of God that way, that God finally, and we can go, oh, I finally got it, God, I, I finally got it. You know, you, you actually delight in me the same way. And it makes a huge difference when you're thinking that that's the way he actually feels about you. Yeah, it reminds me, and you guys are both better at the, the actual quoting the scripture than I am. I remember the stories from scripture. But, you know, I think about it, we as fathers take delight in when our kids find a passion. You know, for one of my sons, it's football. For the other, it's band. You know, and, and I, I equally enjoy watching them come alive. And then I think about Jesus' words where he talks about, you know, you guys are not that great. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. <laughs> but your heavenly father, who would, you know, if you ask him for a stone or a fish would give you a stone, right? right? I mean, meaning he is so much greater than we are. And so why wouldn't we believe that he's so much greater in his love and his enjoyment of us coming alive? Andy, is that the scripture yep. you're going yeah, to talk Matthew about? Matthew 7, 11. Thank yeah, you. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, did, I knew it was in one of those gospels <laughs> yeah, right, right down there somewhere. But yeah, I mean, that, how much greater does he take an enjoyment those things that we find good, and we're talking about healthy passions. You know, we're not talking about things that we shouldn't be doing, and and I think we all know the difference and what those things are. Hopefully, the Holy Spirit's teaching us the difference and what those things are. But you know, I, I know at boot camp, a lot of times initially I would feel guilty at quiet times for going out to fish. You know, I'm not a fly fisherman like everybody else. You know, I haven't really learned how to do that yet. Maybe one day I'll try. But I like to go out, and I just I sense his enjoyment when I throw, you know, the little, I'm just fishing with a worm because, you know, it's just mm-hmm. easy, right? And I throw it out there and I see the bobber go down and I just laugh, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm there and it's it's a quiet time and I can I can talk to God during that time and fish. That's one mm-hmm. thing I can multitask on <laughs> a little bit. But no, I just, it's so much fun just being out there and, and seeing his creation. And, you know, one fish comes up and it's got a pink hue to it and the next one comes up and has a yellow. And it's like, wow, this is mm-hmm. just amazing. You know, and it pulls me closer to him. And I think that's what it is about those passions. There's something when we're stepping into a place that we know where our heart comes alive, it's got to make us feel closer mm-hmm. to God. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, I think one thing we lose as Christians because we're trying to live out the Word and the precepts and the principles and God's Word, God's Word, and it's all true. But I think we just sometimes take the wonder out of life and his creation and how that plays into us. I mean, it was almost like on those those trips I've taken, you know, and it can be anywhere, but there's just a wonder about it. And it's like God truly is. It's a personal God. It's not just a God who loves the general population. He loves me and is interested in what I'm doing. Yeah, and you look back at the adventures that he took, you know, the people on in Scripture. Yeah. No two are the same. 
right? They were all on their own path, but the thing was, it was on a journey with God. And we'd like to invite you to come on more of a journey with God to the upcoming boot camp. Go to masculinejourney.org. I about messed it up there, but masculinejourney.org. Register for the boot camp November 7th through 10th. It's going to be a great weekend. It's going to be some great quiet time with God. And I know he's going to do some amazing things that weekend. He always does. Don't know what they are, but he does. So come join us, join him, and let's have a great time together. Talk to you next week.